everybody, welcome to Remove Sensor Redacted, the show where all of the intros are on my phone, my phone's in my bedroom, and I don't feel like going to my bedroom to get my phone to look for an intro. I'm Zach. And sometimes I'm here too, I'm Drew. <laughs> okay, so, um, I, I finally did it. I succumbed to what is essentially worldwide peer pressure at this point, and uh, I bought a, one of these stupid little fidget spinner things to see what the oh, rage yeah. was all about, and... It's exactly what you'd expect it to be. All of the YouTube videos are correct. Uh, yeah, honestly, I will say these are actually more satisfying to watch uh, in a video if a camera has a high enough frame rate because they do the crazy, like, weird pattern things. Yeah, right. Um, they have all the shit going on besides just what you actually uh, yeah. see with your own lookers. Yeah, because your... Your own sea balls. Because your, your eyes perceive it, what, like... What what could only be conceived as like three four hundred something frames per second? No, even higher than that probably. Lower. Lower? Yeah. What do you think we are? I don't know. What do we perceive? We're not at? fucking Borgs. We don't have any CPUs running the fucking high speed cameras in our faces. Well, then explain this to me, Drew, because I don't know. <laughs> any true console player knows that you can't see above thirty frames per second anyway. Seriously? No. I don't actually know the real number. That's just a fucking myth that people use to justify not buying a PC. Oh, well, no, that, I can tell you that's bullshit because I can tell an obvious <laughs> jump between 30 between and 60 the, frames per yeah, second. Yeah, 30 and 60 FPS game. Uh, the, the only thing that I can't really notice is, I mean, it's probably somewhere between the two, but like 120 frames per second, I it's can't fucking tell. Not too much better to me than an actual 60 FPS. Sometimes it, it actually looks weirder, in yeah, my opinion. like... The when you see a TV that is a much higher quality than you're used to, and you yeah, try to like, watch like a movie on it, like for like looking my first time looking at a 4K TV mm-hmm. that was it was like there was a Blu-ray playing on it, and it was actually projecting in true 4K. It freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, because I was looking at like recorded footage of real people moving <laughs> around, and they didn't look real. Yeah, because there's, there's the first time the first time I saw the same thing you're describing. I was at a Walmart, and uh-huh. I was in the TV section, obviously. I wasn't looking at fucking groceries when I saw this. Um, there was this huge 4K TV playing over the hedge. And I've seen oh that God. movie, like, dozens of times as a kid. So I love I'm, that movie. Yeah, so I it, the whole thing is perfectly ingrained in my head. Uh-huh. And then I see it on this, like... TV that they brought in from the fucking future where Skynet runs everything. Yeah. And this is what technology is to them. Uh-huh. It was like looking into a, like a shadow box. It looked so it looked way more realistic than a like 2008 CG movie deserves to look. Yeah, yeah. And you got a little too close to the mic on that one. That's okay. Yeah, the audio peaked a little bit. I'm going to have to fix that in post. Um it's going to sound great though. <laughs> It's like you're getting the real experience of being here. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm sure everybody that's listening has noticed by now, but there's been a significant jump in audio quality. There has. Uh, that's because I went and spent quite a bit of money on some uh, some audio audio stuff. What the paraphernalia I, I equipment? Can't, I can't uh, think of what the <laughs> fuck to call this. Um, I, I it's audio equipment. That's the word. I it's was all of for. our audio, etc. Yeah, uh, the the audio, etc. in in my my home studio, which still does need to be soundproofed, but I don't have any way to put the foam up right now. I mean, about a quarter of that wall is soundproof, so you're getting there. I've I've managed to isolate that section of that wall. Yeah, which is doing us 
about nine panels worth of favors. <laughs> I could get up right next to it and scream into it, and it wouldn't echo very much, I bet. The it, Not off of that wall. Yeah. But off of the other walls, it would. I guess rooms tend to have more than one wall? Usually. Okay. Um, but yeah, so significant jump in in audio quality, because I spent quite a bit of money on some new microphones and some awesome pop filters and some uh, just... Okay, so generally, I just I just sunk, sank, sunk, sunken, <laughs> slink, that slank, thing that slunk. The Titanic did. I've I slunk a lot of money, <laughs> slunk, <laughs> into into this uh, this podcast that we're doing. So please listen. I've been begging you. Um, now we can get up and real close and personal. Yeah, it's it's Tell great. You our little secrets. Also, we can record our our after hours ASMR podcast. Um. <laughs> okay, uh, taking a quick aside, since you mentioned ASMR podcasts. Oh God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something I want to know because I've never actually listened to one. Okay. I, I'm speaking for I think the majority of people here. I've never actually listened to one. Okay. Do you go into that with the script? Or do you just get up close to a mic and whisper your fucking grocery list into it? What's it, the... It, how do you do it? So it entirely depends. If you're looking for ASMR comedy, then you just read something completely fucking random into the microphone. Okay. But okay. there is there is legitimate ASMR. Like, that is scripted out and it's designed for, you know, people to, to feel good. Uh-huh. And it's... It's it's kind of I don't it's not really my thing. I'm not one to kink shame. Yeah. But again, I'm, it's not really my thing, so I don't entirely get it. So is it a thing that you play when you have like a special friend over? I, I don't get the I <laughs> get do the not know. Going? That that turn I don't on know. your uh, surround sound and full blast someone <laughs> whispering at you. You and oh your friend. Oh my god. No, I mean I can imagine ASMR is a little bit more uh, pleasurable, I guess, uh, <laughs> through some high-quality headphones. Uh, probably. Um, but, oh, man, I wonder if there's people that are, like, trying to record legitimate ASMR through just a really shitty, like, like headset through, microphone. No, through their, like, laptop mic. Oh, God. <laughs> and, they're, and they're, like, they're getting right up on it. <laughs> And they don't know how to make <laughs> their voice quiet. Recording I'm it, the audio so hard right They're now. recording it with their phone in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because uh, they, cause they saw one, like, studio recording mm-hmm. of of somebody singing, and they're, they're like, singing into a, a Shure brand microphone, and they're, they're right, like, right. you have to eat those to get sound out of them. Mm-hmm. But when you do, they sound great. Um, which, uh, I don't know, I might... I might honestly end up getting one of those for vocals and stuff when I sing. Yeah. Um, but these will, no, these, I think these will do fine. Cause, uh, I think they sound pretty goddamn good. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good so far. Right. I guess that's what's important. Yeah. And the, uh, the waveforms are a little bit bigger. Well, I can't really see that. That's on the other side of this, it's, this table. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on making this a little bit more, um, eloquent, I guess. Uh, but we, we actually like, because we have two microphones now, we're sitting across a small table from each other. Like we're actually in a studio and actually recording a thing professionally because (laughs) we are technically in a studio. And I would say because of the amount of money that I put into this, (laughs) we're technically recording professionally at this point. Yeah. 
Um, we're just well, I guess well, it's no, not professional because no one has paid us yet. Exactly. Which we, I mean, it's not like we aren't accepting donations. Those of you who are listening. Well, I mean, okay, so I guess this would be. This would be the test for the people that do listen, because I've been curious about this for the people that do listen. If we set up something like a Patreon or um, what's what's the other website that's kind of like that? Uh, not Kickstarter, because we've obviously already started. Yeah. And it's not GoFundMe either. Um, no, because GoFundMe is for a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I guess a Patreon. If If we were to set up a Patreon would anybody be interested in in donating a little too passive here everyone right now who is listening you need to give us a dollar that's our fucking tax more importantly more (laughs) importantly everyone who is not listening give us two dollars yeah yeah that'll work i think that's like exponential growth right there yeah that's a good 14 billion dollars closer to 15 billion dollars yeah i think we might be able to make an okay podcast with that i think so because i mean You've already heard how the how the quality can go up uh, within three episodes. Right, yeah. Imagine how it could go up within, I don't know, say one episode if we were to possibly come into a very large amount of money. A very, very large amount of money. Yeah. And it's not, okay, it's not like we can go down. We're already at rock bottom. Exactly. We're already at rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I had something and now it's gone. A disease? Goodbye. An idea. A dream. I dreamed a dream of time gone by. That's it. You got it. Um, (laughs) that's our, uh, quote unquote segue into the career of Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh my God. Okay. So I guess we're going to do this. Um, so I need to I need to actually grab this really quick. Oh God, he's got a gun. <laughs> so I have I have Sasha Baron Cohen's IMDb currently pulled up in front of me, and don't lie to our listeners. It's beside you. Okay, it's beside me <laughs> because bitch. I didn't think this through very well. But, um, <laughs> this guy has been in uh, quite an odd list of movies. Just just movies. Like first off, he's had a hell of a career. Uh, but I I just I wanted to talk about this because it's just bizarre to me. <laughs> so hang on, let me. Um, if you didn't get the segue, it's not your fault. It's because he was in Les Mis, and that was a song from, you guessed it, Les Mis. I can't read it. Okay, so let's see here. The first the first thing listed on IMDb as a movie as a movie that would be like recognized <laughs> is um. The 2005 hit production, Madagascar. Oh, because he he he's played King Julian. he is King Julian in right. Madagascar, right? And that was where that was where I was introduced to uh, Mr. Sasha Baron Cohen. Who now? Can that, we? Okay, can you pull up the cast list for Madagascar real quick? I haven't uh, thought about this in a long time, but you're making me think about it now. I Is, absolutely do not need to pull up you got the cast list for Madagascar, because um, here's a little fun fact about Zach. I used to fucking love that movie. Oh. Okay, <laughs> so Sasha Baron Cohen is King Julian. Correct. You remember his little uh, friend with the very deep voice? Uh, Maurice, I do, I do remember him. Yeah, that's Cedric the Entertainer. Okay, um, okay. 
So Alex the Lion was Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, I knew that. Uh, Marty the uh, Zebra, the zebra he, was Chris Rock. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, that was before the, Chris Rock got bad too. Yeah. Um, the giraffe was Melvin. David. No, uh, was David fucking Schwimmer from Friends. That I could not remember who voiced him. Uh huh. Now, sh- David Schwimmer, what is wrong with you? I don't know, but David, he apparently wanted to be a giraffe. David Schwimmer, what has your career become? That's our next episode. Our next episode is on the career of David Schwimmer. Absolutely, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm okay with making um checking up on a a weird celebrity's uh. <laughs> Work life. I'm okay with it too, but for now, okay, we're putting him into our future pile. Yeah, um, I don't have a way to take notes on that, but I will Doesn't take matter. a mental note. I'll remember because I have to go back and edit this thing. We anyways. have the greatest notepad in the universe right here. Yes, in our mind. If only ours worked that well. <laughs> um, okay, we so, got jokes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so David Schwimmer. Um, let's see the 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 hippo uh, um, Gloria. Gloria. I think was her name. Yes. That's Jada Pinkett Smith. You're fucking shitting me right now. Nope. Holy fuck. <laughs> yup. This is a star-studded cast for this movie, man. Okay, so in another episode, we're doing one on the career of the Smith family as a whole. I was, just, as hey, a I, was collective. I was about to say we could do one on like we could do an entire episode on the Smith family. On just the Smith family. I don't want to turn this into a celebrity review podcast, but I mean, we could we could give it a segment. I okay. think it's worth it because I, I do too because it could then be we, entertaining. Since you said a celebrity review podcast, we have to end each of these segments actually assigning a number rating to each celebrity, okay. reviewing the celebrities in themselves, not the not their work. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, then let's um, let's let's continue on, Mister Sasha. Yes. Um. Okay. So. Waiting yeah, okay, through so the Mad- Seth- cesspool that is the late 2000s. Yeah, th- things that are actually worth mentioning because he's mm-hmm. done he's done a plethora of TV shorts, and uh, I mean obviously he did his Ali G stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but so let's see. After Madagascar in 2006, he is credited for his pivotal role in Talladega Nights: The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Oh, yep, yep. He was he was in that. Yeah, he he played um, he played the the French guy. What the fuck was his name? Jean Girard. He played Jean Girard, the uh, the IndyCar racer turned NASCAR racer. Right. In in this movie, and I've also seen this movie quite a few times. Not, I've seen it a couple. Not because I like it, mm-hmm. but because it is a lot of fun to make fun of. Yeah. Because it's, it's also a Will Ferrell movie. And it's a very, very Will Ferrell movie. It really is. It screams Will Ferrell. It like you can look at any scene that even doesn't have Will Ferrell in it, and you know it's a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, because not only is it a Will Ferrell movie, it's also a John C. Riley movie. And they're essentially the same person. Yeah, pretty much. Except John C. Riley's actually done like a couple of cool things. Yeah, he's been in some not bad stuff. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph for one. Yeah, seriously, that's. That- that's that's the pinnacle of his career, in my opinion. But it's, that's just because Wreck-It mm-hmm. Ralph is a goddamn fantastic movie. It is, right. Um, okay, so after Talladega Nights, also in 2006, Borat came out. Everyone knows Borat. And I want to I wanna read out the title for Borat because it's not just called Borat. No. Uh, let's see. I'm getting the iPad. He's got the iPad. Okay, so let's... Make me hate myself again uh, by traveling once again to Sasha Baron Cohen's IMDb page. 
Can you turn around and pull it up on your desktop too, so you have it on what that would be five screens? Absolutely, all not. around us right now. Absolutely not. Okay, never been more disappointed in you than I am right now. But okay, <laughs> okay, I I feel dirty <laughs> doing this. But and that's our opening to our new ASMR podcast. <laughs> I feel dirty. Uh, okay, so where are we at? Where are you? Takes forever to scroll. Uh, okay, yeah. So it's called the official, the official name, full name for this movie. Right, right. Is Borat: colon, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. It's a good title. It's a strong title. Yeah. Um. Now there's there's something interesting. Um. In the uh in the section for IMDb, and this is in reference to this. Um. They give you. They give you quotes and trivia down at the bottom of the page right, in right. regards to the the um, actor. And uh, parental parental information as well. Uh, That's y- important. Yeah. So this is um oh, it's given me a different quote this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do some deeper digging really quick and find the quote that I read earlier. Okay, well I can't find the specific quote, but um he is and correct me if I'm wrong on this because I was using um I don't know, I was just kind of inferring from the, the context that it was in, uh, because he was talking about Borat, and he said something about being uh, listed as, like, legitimately listed as a public enemy to an entire country, and I'm pretty sure that country is Kazakhstan because that's a real fucking place. <laughs> and he made this entire movie making fun of not only their culture, but their people as a whole. Yeah, so there's that. That's cool that this um, widely known actor has made enemies with an entire country. Uh, yeah. An entire government and way of life is now enemies with this man. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, after the, the horrendous spectacle that was Borat, <laughs> the, the next movie that he is credited in, and uh, here, here's a nice little jump in quality for you, is Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet right. Street. Right, yeah, because he's fucking in that he is mr pirelli in that yep and he did a fantastic job yeah because that movie is good wow every one of these has been a comedy so far not only a comedy but the type of comedy that does have toilet humor in it yeah and then he jumps into one of tim burton's greatest movies yep that was that was based off of a play that's been around for fucking forever fucking i I just, I don't understand this. Uh, but then, again, right after that, because in 2008, um, we were graced with a sequel to Madagascar called Escape the Number Two oh. Africa. Oh, that is the clever. official title. That's clever. Why aren't more people doing that? I don't know. And then, in 2009, this is a very busy man. In 2009, <laughs> he's credited in the lead role and I believe the writing and directing position for the film Bruno. Right, right. Uh, which is the exact same movie. It's the as exact same Borat. thing as Borat. Ex- exactly. And then he went on in the exact same vein into the the, the dictator. Uh, we're we're getting to that. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to jump the jump the shark here. Yeah. Um. So let's see the next movie. Here's one that might blow your ass out of the fucking water. Uh. Did you know he was in Hugo? I did not know he was in Hugo. He is uh, listed as station inspector. I did know he was in Hugo. Yeah. 
That was Sasha Baron Cohen. That was Sasha Baron Cohen. And Hugo is another fantastic movie, which is. is out of 2011. Um, Pretty underrated. Fairly underrated. It, I love that movie. It didn't get the attention it deserves, and I don't think it got the marketing beforehand that it deserves. Right. I, I wouldn't uh, give it like a 10 out of 10 or anything, but it had the potential to be a really good movie, and it's still enjoyable to watch to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next on the list... Three movies within the year 2012. Clearly, this is why people thought the world was going to end. Madagascar 3, 4, and 5? Madagascar 3, uh, which is apparently subtitled Europe's Most Wanted. I haven't seen that one. Um, okay. I only barely watched the second one. <laughs> but anyways, um, the other two films on that are The Dictator, as we mentioned earlier. Right. Um, and Les Mis. Those three um, films I'm came tell out. You, I'm going to tell you right now that one of those movies is worth watching. Yeah. And it's not fucking Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. No, it's not. And it's <laughs> also, I'm going to go ahead and say it's not The Dictator either, because guess what? That's the same movie <laughs> as Bruno and Borat. But Les Mis. Les Mis is incredible. I, I want to know how that casting choice was made. It's like... For- it was completely based on his work in Sweeney Todd. Uh, it probably. has to have been, right? I mean, if they're going off of his Hollywood record, probably. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I don't know if he's ever done anything. He's probably done things in musical theater. Because from what I understand, most of the people in the Tim Burton version of Sweeney Todd did their own singing. Correct, yeah. Uh, Same I, with Les Mis. The Les Mis yeah. music was all done, actually. It wasn't pre-recorded. It was them all singing in the scenes that it looked like they were singing in right which and, is a revolutionary idea yeah but um like obviously there was some there were some post effects done yeah and stuff like that because not everybody that played a part in that movie was a fantastic singer um, russell crow <laughs> russell crow my, my dude it's okay though it wasn't terrible no he wasn't bad but he was st- not the best of the bunch yeah but um so I, I yeah I don't know if he's ever done anything in musical theater or anything like that. Um. And anyways, moving on from Les Mis, uh, in 2013 he was in the sequel to Anchorman, titled Anchorman Two: Colon The Legend Continues, which is another Will Ferrell very very franchise. Will Ferrell movie. Um, because he's listed as a BBC news anchor, which makes sense I guess because he is British. And it was okay. Do you remember in? I don't know too much about Anchorman 2. I've never seen the whole thing. I haven't seen any of it. But it, I do know that it is. it takes many of the same jokes and themes and situations directly from the first one. That doesn't surprise me. Have you seen the first one? No. Okay. I, I haven't. It's, it's not something I've intentionally avoided, but it's happened somehow. And it's not... It's a, it's honestly not something I'm going to go out of my way to watch. Either. No, because you know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah. The movie is exactly what you're expecting. Yeah. I, there I, is a scene in the movie, though, uh-huh. where the news crew that Will Ferrell works with and, you know, for and shit, mm-hmm. has an all-out brawl with the surrounding news groups. And all of them have a cameo from another big-name celebrity. Huh. And they did do the same thing again in Anchorman 2. Okay, so that's probably where he showed up. Yeah, so he would have been with BBC. I remember Amy Poehler and um, Tina Fey were there. There was like huh. um, fucking, I just lost his name. Um, I think John C. Riley was one of them. And uh, fuck, I can't remember his name now. He's 
the only good thing he's ever done was he played the reporter or whatever in Jurassic Park 2. Oh. He's the comedic actor. Shit. He looks like a kind of a dumpier John Travolta. Christ almighty. I know who you're talking about, but I, I can't, can't remember believe right we now. need to get his name. Yeah, here we can. Cuz I'm going to I'm not going to forgive myself for this. I have an iPad right here. You said Jurassic Park 2? Yes. Okay. The worst one of the bunch. Yeah. Which is not surprising. That's normally how sequels go, man. Yeah. I mean, Except Shrek. I mean, it's got a it's got a fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Shrek two was a good sequel though. <laughs> I'm I'm putting that out there right now. I will fight you to the death over Shrek. Oh 2. no, I will defend that as well. Okay. Shrek two was a good sequel. Yes. And no, we're not doing that for the memes. Fuck's sake. No, no, the memes they're they're their own thing. Uh, but that being said, uh, uh just you know, a little brief aside about memes. Um, Neil Cicerega released a new album recently of more meme music. Oh. But it's like, I, I was listening to it at work, and it's kind of genius, and it's a little bit scary. But, I mean, it should be established at this point that Neil Cicerega is a genius. Yeah, he he's very, he's, very good at what he does. He is the, a god in, like, of the internet. What he does is something that the devil told him to do. Satan himself came out of some hole somewhere and told him to do this, and that's why he does it. But he's good at it, because that's generally how packs with the devil go. Yeah. That's where I've gotten my uh, fiddling skills. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it on, uh, on faith that you're not talking about Jeff Goldblum. I'm not talking about Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Um, Speaking of Jeff Goldblum, did you know that he and Danny DeVito are going to be doing a sitcom together? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is already my favorite show, and it's not out yet. That sounds amazing. Is is I, it a sitcom? Is it going to be like your typical 90s laugh track sitcom? I will still watch it if it is, but I'm positive it's going to be more of... I kind of hope it is. I know. I'm positive it's going to be more like um, what Danny DeVito is famous for now being It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's going to be... Which is still technically a sitcom. It is. It's just they're, they kind of dropped the laugh track thing, which I don't think a laugh track would have worked because... No. That their, their brand of comedy is way too quick sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, it just it wouldn't. It's not that style of show, and I'm positive that um, whatever this show is is going to be a little more well produced than your average sitcom. It's going to be a little bit of a higher budget. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm going to be able to figure out who this is. So I want to I want to bring something else up, and I don't want you to see. I was trying to steal it as he was saying that. For those of us, or those of you rather, who are not watching us. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, that that subtitle actually makes me very happy. Um, you may have seen this on like online already because it's a little bit of a big deal, but I don't remember having run into it too much. Okay. Um, were you familiar with the Captain Underpants books? Are you going to tell me how well rated this movie is? It currently has a seven point one. That's IMDb rating. IMDb. Yes. Will you check Metacritic for me? Its Metascore is currently a seventy. It's okay. In, it's in the green. Okay. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. As we've already established, we work hand in hand with. This is true. Uh, they don't have the Rotten Tomatoes linked on here. Hang on, just a second. Uh, but no, the the reason I'm bringing this up is because I wanna I wanna read you off the. Um, I don't want you to. Is the thing though the cast? I I don't want to know anything about this movie. I want to continue my life. 
completely shrouded in darkness as to the specifics of the Captain Underpants movie. No, I'm I'm gonna go see this movie. Okay. I I was a huge fan of Cap- of the Captain Underpants books when I was a kid. Okay. And I stand by that. Um, Dave Pilkey is actually a fantastic writer. First of all. Well, yeah. And he's he's also done like a lot of cool stuff as far as representation and things like that in his books. Um, I'm not. Aw- I've never actually put much time into reading the Captain Underpants book. I'm not familiar with the lore. I I know I know he's a good author though. They are children's books, yeah. and he kind does of a pretty damn good job at writing them. They are kind of children's books, um, and we can we can get into that another time. But basically, look, just what I, what I want to tell you mm-hmm. is who's playing Captain Underpants. Okay, it's Ed Helms. I, what the fuck? <laughs> Ed Helms, you're not on the Daily Show no more. This is a different animal. <laughs> he, I, I listened to an interview with him uh, yesterday, and oh my god, I'm looking at the cast and like the the characters um, that are credited, and I'm getting very excited. But um, <laughs> uh, they they interviewed Ed Helms on a radio show yesterday that I was listening to, and he sounded just really, really excited to be doing it. Because before they came to him about it, he had no idea what it was. Okay. And then they explained it to him, and, like, they told him that, like, yeah, he's a, a superhero that runs around in his underwear. And Ed Helms was just like, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, that is a good pitch. If you're going to pitch the actual, like, plot of it to such a big name like Ed Helms. Yeah. He's, and he's a weird enough guy that that would yeah it makes sense. And normally I have I have kind of an issue sometimes with um with movies changing up the art style. Mhm. Um but instead of completely changing the art style, they've just adapted the art style in a different medium. Yeah, it's just so, CG now, but it looks It looks so much like the books. Visually the same. Yeah. And I'm I'm really I'm really really curious about mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I imagine that if they had like outlines on them and if you like took all the models and slapped them onto one Photoshop layer, it would look very similar. Oh yeah. Okay, so that that was a hell of an aside from uh Sasha Mr. Baron from Mr. Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. Um cuz I do want to get to the end of this list really quick because one of these um caught me off guard, but anyways, so uh Anchorman 2 was 2013. Right. Moving on to 2016, apparently had a, he had a little bit of a dry spell. We were uh, graciously gifted the Brothers Grimsby, which, uh, guess what? It is the same movie as Borat, Bruno, and the Dictator, and the dictator Fantastic. plus one, because he has a brother now, and his brother's a straight man. So guess what? He's doing the fucking straight man bit now. Yeah. Awesome. It's Who a, plays... It's a spy movie. Um, Hang on. I I need to know this now. I will tell you. Okay. We are doing a lot of IMDb searches in this episode. Uh, Yeah. So, by the way, the stereotype that he plays in this movie is a British man, and his name is Nobby. It would be. Yeah. I'm not surprised in any way. Uh, So, I'm assuming that that would be the brother's character, because I have not actually seen this movie, but I saw the preview for it before I saw... Deadpool in theaters. I must have missed out on that. It just it looked exactly the same. Uh, the brother would be credited under a man by the name of Rebel Wilson, who I'm assuming is an action 
movie person. Rebel Wilson was Fat Amy in Pitch Perfect. Oh my God. Are you... Okay. Can you revisit the plot of this let's, a little bit? Uh, let's let's move on. <laughs> with the information that you have now been granted. Holy shit. I mean, it's still... <laughs> It's still a stupid one of those quote unquote irreverent comedies mm-hmm. because it's it's grouped in with literally I pull up Sasha Baron Cohen's IMDb and there's the known for section. Right. Here's the list. Borat, Bruno, The Dictator, The Brothers Grimsby. So it's a it's a Sasha Baron Cohen movie. Yeah. It's the, Okay, the thing that makes me kind of sad about him mm-hmm. is you know he's a clever guy. Yeah. If you're even just looking at the movies, these movies have some clever jokes in them that stand apart from the rest. Sometimes. They all do, yeah. but it doesn't mean that the movie is worth watching just to find these little nuggets of gold right. in no. people, people the manure already, pile. People have already done that for you. Look them up on YouTube. Yeah. We got real high quality gifts that you can go find and just look at the funny parts. Yeah. But then even going back beforehand... Some of his, like, Ali B stuff. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Some of it. <laughs> Be, I mean, because he's not just... And it's it's something that we've had the discussion about before. Um, mm-hmm. Is that I'm not a huge fan of shock comedy. Right. I, I like it when it's clever or when it's challenging, like Louis C.K. Yeah, some of his stuff can be... I, I would classify some of it as shock comedy. Yeah, definitely. Um, but... A lot of it is more on the the side of he's saying things that people themselves don't want to say because of tact. Yeah. He's not just making, like, racist jokes because he knows that it'll get a couple cheap laughs. Right. But Sasha is. Yeah. He slaps on a fake beard and calls himself the dictator. Yeah. It's, it, it's not great, man. It's not. But, okay, so... Next movie, so I, can yeah, anyway, this, yeah. so I can get this horrible taste out of my mouth. Now, I have not seen this yet. Okay. Um, I probably haven't either. I really, really want to, though, because it's a follow-up to one Madagascar? of... No, to one oh. of my favorite Tim Burton films. He is credited in Alice Through the Looking Glass. Really? Yes. He plays the role of Time. That's not a role? Time is not a person the character time i don't that's not a human being things work differently in underland okay Okay. (laughs) so there also aren't talking caterpillars what okay moving on (laughs) you're telling me that wasn't a caterpillar then you're gonna sit here and tell me that the the small talking uh pre-pupa state insect wasn't a caterpillar i'm not gonna tell you it wasn't a caterpillar but i'm not gonna confirm or deny whether or not it was actually there drew <sighs> okay, we're gonna have a talk, but this is after the podcast. Well, I mean, we can uh, we can take a break and have that talk now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Okay, so um, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we will be back after uh, not these words from our sponsors because we don't have a commercial this week. So we we'll might be, have a commercial this week. We we might. I don't know. We'll see. We'll be back. Okay. I've done it. 
now the computer is doing the computer stuff that we can't do with our bodies. Yep, it's a, I would say it's actually doing a harder job. Probably. Um, so time for I don't know what do you want to call this. Uh, house. It is housekeeping. Yeah, it's fuck it. Let's not be clever and come up with a segment. Yeah. Name. All right. So it's time time for the housekeeping We're segment not clever because that anyway. because we have to we have to promote ourselves on our own podcast, which is like ego times ego yeah. equals. Honestly, if you're here, you already know about us. That's true. <laughs> um, but this this sort of serves as a little bit of a call to action to everybody that's listening. Ah, um, yes. So step three in the hero's circle. Right. Um, Twitter at RCR Podcast Boys. If you have a discussion topic or a question for us, use the hashtag AskRCRBoys. That is that is our main one. Yeah. Um, you can also go to at Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. That one works just as well. Yeah. At Donald Trump, where are the bananas? Yes. <laughs> um. Also, Instagram is uh, RCR Podcast Boys. Uh, Facebook, Remove Censored Redacted. Um, you know, like us, like our Facebook page. Follow us. I don't really post very much on there, but I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting into this uh, social media stuff. It's all really new for me. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, uh, which we are Remove Censored Redacted, um, or you can look us up on iTunes. Right. Um, and if you are listening to us on iTunes, please. Please, please take just five minutes out of your day, rate us, and yeah. give us a review, because it it really, honestly, actually does help. It does. Because that... the more people that leave rates and reviews, that shows, uh, that shows to the iTunes algorithms that the show's getting a little bit of attention, and hey, it could probably use a little bit more attention, so we'll start getting promoted by iTunes itself. And hey, even if you don't like us, tell us that. Let us know if you hate us. That yeah. would honestly be more valuable. All publicity is good publicity, friends. And you can give us suggestions, uh, you know, updates about your life. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah. Tell us leave your a, information. Leave a weekly review. Your credit card numbers. Where you live. Your mother's maiden name. <laughs> the name of your first pet. Your favorite teacher in middle school. Yeah, we're, we're pulling a Now You See Me on you now. Yeah. <laughs> um... And aside from that, I mean, obviously this time we're trying to keep up, like this episode is actually coming out two weeks after the last episode. Yeah, we're actually doing so this one correctly. The scheduling is working a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can keep that up. Oh, and uh, you can still keep looking for our smoke signals. Yes. We have a guy constantly putting those out. Yep. Uh, almost burnt my house down the other day, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, it's for the cause. Right. And uh, I, I will go ahead and apologize for having not been putting... Um, the any episode other than the pilot on YouTube, I I am working on it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That is because I do know that we have some people that listen to the podcast ex- exclusively on um on YouTube. Right. And it it would be good. I don't know. Just to kind of have us, you know, in as many places as possible. Yeah. So we're gonna yeah we're gonna keep working on that. Yep. Anyways, uh, just wanted you know to say in general thank you for listening if you've made it this far. Um, we're also still working on like coming up with a, a constant length for the show because uh, this one's probably going to run a little bit longer than last episode. Um, probably closer to the length of our first episode. Yeah, but or our pilot episode rather. But anyways, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we're gonna hop back into the actual the meat and potatoes. The thing. We're 
we're gonna we're gonna slunk just back back into our our radio personas and we're gonna get right back into your ear holes so drew hello have have you ever gone to a, a drive-through window never never I don't know what um, that is have have you ever been to a restaurant uh what now okay I can see how this is gonna go <laughs> um they're they're the 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 places that you you take your car, your your automobile. You lost me. That you drove to my house. Come on. Your what? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're still here. I am Zach. I have early onset dementia. It's been a rough time for me, but at least I don't have um, early onset dementia. Right. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, drive-throughs are, I would say. A cornerstone of American society. And also a social experiment in and of themselves. Correct. Um, have you ever had some, like, weird shit happen at a drive-thru? Or, like, just sort of an awkward situation arise from the people working there? Um, okay, not the people working there, per se. Okay. Um, shit, I'm just, you're bringing up some childhood shit for me right now. Okay. Um, I think, okay, it was back when I lived in California. Uh-huh. We were at an In-N-Out Burger, I believe. Okay. Drive-through. Thinking about it now, I understand what happened. Some junkie stole our food. Uh, oh. <laughs> I didn't get it then as a kid, but yeah, we uh, went through the usual process uh, as the food slave. I don't know their actual titles. Okay. Um, was uh, presenting the the sustenance through the uh, food portal. Right. Some junkie just walked through in between our car and the wall and just took the bag and left. No shit. It, yeah. Holy fuck. I that, am just now remembering this. And he just walked away. Holy And fuck. I'm pretty sure that's all she wrote because I don't have any more memories of this scenario. That's hysterical. This is just, uh... uh you got, uh, you got Bugs Bunny out of your... <laughs> Out of your in and out. Wow. What the hell? And this was deep in my brain vault. <laughs> I'm just... You're welcome. <laughs> this was a very thinly veiled segue into our uh, psychology segment where Zach picks my brain for things that I personally don't remember. Yeah, so um, I've got on my, my Sigmund Freud mustache be- because... Did he have a mustache? I don't know. Schrodinger's mustache. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm asking you about your childhood. <laughs> Through through ways that I didn't even know were about my childhood. You're genius. You're a genius. I am a genius. Thank you. This is turning into a sort of um, Frazier. Frazier. Yeah. Yeah. What was his show called? Um. Was it picking the brain? No, I don't. Did it have? I think it. I think it should have been picking the brain. (laughs) With Doctor Fraser Crane. (laughs) That's. I just remember he would always say like, "I'm listening." That's all. Shit. It had to have had a name, right? I think I think it did. I don't know. He had a late night psychology radio show. Yeah, that was followed up with um, the, the what? The bulldog? Was yep. that the yeah, guy's the name? Bulldog. Yeah, bulldog. Yeah. Man, that that. Oh man, Frasier was good. I I love Frasier. I do too. It's a it's a good show. Surprisingly, like name one other show that was a spinoff of a sitcom. That managed to do well. Cory in the house. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Cory in the house. Um, <laughs> I set myself up for that. 
Uh, why? Didn't they do something similar with uh, iCarly, Just About Sam? Did they? They moved. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't just about Sam. What? It was about um, Ariana Grande's character in Victorious as well. What? They met and did. Uh, I'm sure they got into uh, just a heap of wacky antics together. Sh- shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans galore. Um, um, this is, what? <laughs> that's all I know about it. I was hoping you would be able to fill in some no, blanks. No, I have no idea. Okay. I have always, I always had the, the theory, because, like, I never religiously watched either of those shows, <laughs> but I was kind of okay with iCarly, I guess. Right. And I had seen, like, bits and pieces of Victorious before. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I always had the idea that those shows were in the same universe. Yeah. And that fucking confirms yeah, it. Yeah, because it's directed by, or was directed by uh, Dan Schneider. He did Zoe 101 and Drake and Josh beforehand. Dan Schneider. Yep. That guy was, I will give that guy the title of uh, creative. Yeah. To, 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 to say a moderate amount. He was, he was definitely creative. He was Nickelodeon's most successful pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I maybe wasn't going to go there, but you went there. So now we're going there. <laughs> how, how come every show he made was about uh, pre-teenage girls? Because he was Nickelodeon's most successful pedophile. That's true. Did he do Drake and Josh? Yes. Okay. Still men- now, now I'm confused. Because because there's the fan theory, and I think you know what I'm talking about. But um, Miranda Cosgrove mm-hmm. was she was Megan. She was Megan, and then she was Carly. Yes. Um, don't remember the guy's name, but who played Carly's older brother? Jerry Trainer. Jerry Trainer. Yeah. Okay. He played he Spencer crazy, and I Carly and Crazy Steven. And he was Drake Crazy Stephen Drake and Josh. So the the fan theory is that. Crazy I don't Steve. like where you're going with this. Have you not heard this? No, but I'm putting it together in my okay, head. Okay, so C- continue. The fan theory is that Crazy Steve killed Drake and Josh and her parents and kidnapped her and then moved to Seattle. Seattle. It's Seattle. Mm-hmm. Okay, moved to Seattle. Um, Megan is now suffering from severe Stockholm syndrome and uh, uh like and, lives with Crazy Steve, and who Steve has renamed himself this Spencer. New persona of Spencer, even though he's still the same uh, wacky... He's he's essentially the same character with a little bit less screaming. Yeah. Because a show... Uh, the the live-action Nickelodeon show that I did watch was Drake and Josh. Because Drake and Josh was... Was actually good. It was. Looking back on it, maybe it's not so much now. But I loved it as a kid. Yeah, no, for the time it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's how that fan theory goes. That those are uh-huh. in the same universe because Carly and Megan are the same person. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Carly's making all of this money off of being a, a web, a web star series. Yeah. Before, before YouTube was a really huge thing. <laughs> yeah. Before she those was only existed. broadcasting on her own website. God, thinking back on that is like primitive as fuck. She had, yeah, it was iCarly.com. She did wasn't you, a YouTuber. Did you ever go to the iCarly website? No. It was kind of essentially youtube was it yeah but only with only their bullshit on it for their stuff and for icarly fans were able to upload their own videos that's really weird yeah because there's um 
There was a couple of episodes of iCarly where they, like, featured the quote-unquote fan videos and stuff. Right. Like, the one that I remember particularly was um, a video of a kid, like, sitting in a chair and tickling himself Mm -hmm. and repeatedly saying iCarly.com as he's laughing, which, looking back on that now, you're a fucking psychopath. Also, what are you doing now? Yeah, but... um, What is your life like now if that's how you were as a kid? That video was actually submitted by a fan. Okay. To their website. And they liked it enough, so they contacted the kid and said, hey, can we put it on the show? And, of course, the kid was like, fuck yeah, iCarly.com. Yeah. I remember so, there was also that kid who shot milk out of his eyes. Oh, God. Yeah, why did you have to remind me of that? Because it was beautiful. It was the pinnacle of human culture. <laughs> I mean, it is It is basically a superpower. Exactly. Holy shit. Because you could do that with any liquid. What if you're the guy who shoots poison out of his eyes to kill his enemies? What if you're the guy who shoots uh, alcohol out of your eyes. You just have a constant supply of alcohol. You can go to any party and liven just, it up. Yeah, and also get fucked up in the process <laughs> because you're putting alcohol in your eyes. You're filling your sinuses with alcohol. That's going to go straight to the brain, isn't it? In your eyes. <laughs> Ignite the heat. <laughs> uh Ignite it, literally, because alcohol is extremely flammable. Yeah. Your eyes will burst into flames and then you will die. You gotta. F- That's like the penance stare. <laughs> it's actually the exact opposite of the penance stare. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas. Yeah, he was Ghost Rider. He was. Mm hmm. I just, I just like saying that. Just because Nicholas Cage. Cage played the fucking Ghost Rider. Yep, he We're was. We're talking a lot about movies. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. I hear now they're doing some cool shit with the Ghost Rider character in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. I have seen the first two episodes of that, and I could not sit through it any longer. I can't make myself sit through any of their, um, any of the Marvel or DC shows, for that matter. I I don't know why. I like the Netflix series, but... When you go on to fucking network television, you have to work around so much shit, jump through so many hoops just to be able to make a show. But, I mean, it is Netflix, and their Mm. rules are a lot more relaxed. Yeah. That's why the Netflix shows, they work because they actually give the creative types room to be creative. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like... It's not quite Cinemax or anything like that. No, but they're... But they're still... It's quality TV. Yeah. And there's not there's not as much um there's not as much censorship. Mm-hmm. But if you're going through Fox or the fucking CW, I'm skipping over. Don't <laughs> I know? Don't pretend that you got away with that. You're not clever. Um. Anyway, if you're going through Fox or the CW, everything you do has to be focus group tested, and they have to prove that they can sell toys based off of it. Yeah. Like based on it. It. There's no think, actual creative freedom. I don't think a I don't think a, a Ghost Rider toy would be very safe because it would just be a flaming. Does it have a real fire. real hellfire action? Real fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, if you if you stare into its eyes long enough, <laughs> your eyes will burn out of your skull and you will be sent to hell. Hey kids, look deep into his eyes and all the pain you've ever inflicted on anyone else will come rushing back to you at once. <laughs> the new. <laughs> it's it's the new the new Ghost Rider action figure. You know how like, coming soon to Toys R Us. Tickle me, Ghost Rider. You know you know how um GI Joes used to have um the the like 
the the judo grip yeah, you, action. You push so the you, like, button on the back and you, he does his karate Or chop. you like squeeze their legs together and they like punch or something like that. Yeah. This one has real pen and stare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you make eye contact with it and like press this, uh, rub your finger against this sigil on its uh, back. On the inside of his thigh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it like his eyes start to glow a bright red. And you hear a disembodied voice say, look into my eyes. And then all wrongdoings that you have ever wrong done come rushing back to you and you die. Your eyes burst into flames and your your head burns from the inside out like like the hot shotgun from Judge Dredd. Yeah. <laughs> also coming to store soon. <laughs> New Judge Dread action figures. With real implosion action. <laughs> oh my these, god. We need these toys. Uh, yeah, I do. I need them. The world needs these toys that They we just we need to make sure that that the the, the Ghost Rider one has one of those little like battery blocker things, the little tab that you have to pull out of the slot. Oh, so to make it goes it from work. store mode to play mode or whatever? Yeah. Uh, just mm-hmm. to to make sure that when you know kids are begging their parents for it, yeah, they don't accidentally get penance stared and killed yeah, in so the like, store. Just people walking by the shelf at Toys R Us don't burst into flames. Yeah, they don't look over at it and go, "Oh, that's cute." And yeah, then, like, and then oh, I remember those comics. They or explode the into Cage fire movie. and brimstone. Yeah, and then like, "Oh God, what have I done?" I think I think the the activator for it mm-hmm. should be uh, the mentioning of Nicolas Cage. It's a per. It's a completely normal toy until you bring up Nicolas Cage around it. Yeah, that's then when. It, then it comes to life and starts actively trying to reap your soul. It becomes um, Chucky X Ghost Rider. Yes. Hmm. Okay. The way I'm picturing. TM. Yeah. Yeah. We're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. The way I'm picturing the actual toy to work is. Mm-hmm. Um. It's Ghost Rider. <laughs> Actually, no. It's just Nicolas Cage. Oh god. It's just Nicolas Cage all like hunched over on a motorcycle. Okay. Is and he is he on fire? No, no, here's the kicker. Okay. It comes with uh um a bottle of butane. Right. That you put it into the bike and then when you mention Nicolas Cage's name, the the butane like activates and then there's a spark and then the whole thing bursts into flames. But see his flesh is made out of wax, so it all just melts off. And then oh. you're left with the flaming skeleton on a bicycle. See, here's my issue the, with the this. Because the actual motorcycle melts off, and then he ends up on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> here's my issue with this. I don't see any issues uh, with it. That was actually really fucking creative, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I don't, I don't think, like, I, I don't know. It's going to kill people. I don't want it to be cool. Actually, no. I do want it to be cool. So yeah, Because then it's a it, cool it's not, thing. Yeah. Then it's a cool thing that kills people. So like, we'll get double sales from like hipsters because they're like, "Oh yeah, I've got it in my house." Because like, yeah, oh. it's pretty mainstream, but it could like also kill me. Yeah, like, <laughs> I only got it ironically, but yeah. like, I'm I only like I only lie like ironically anyway. And then he accidentally message messages mentions Nicolas yeah. Cage, and then he. he, he dies about actually. 10 hipsters later. are the safest demographic. Because when do hipsters talk about Nicolas Cage? You know what? That's fucking true. Holy shit, we did it. We just came why, up... Why the fuck aren't we in marketing? We just came up with another <laughs> successful product. We need... Okay, someone, I don't give a shit who, 
get us into fucking marketing. Give us money. We will make things that will make more money. This is capitalism. Help us out. I think this is this is moving on from a topicless show to a show about us coming up with products. <laughs> And asking for money. Me asking for money, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we've we've committed crimes today. Against humanity, for one. Yeah. Against um, caterpillars. We mentioned those. Had a long talk about those during the break. Yeah. Um, against um, Nicolas Cage, because he's... Against Nicolas Cage. We sure as hell know that's not encompassed in humanity. And um, we we sort of shed a light on... The, the wonderful, amazingly talented career of Sasha Baron Mr. Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. We've shown that he is just a person, just like you or me. No, never mind. That's actually not at all no, what we did. We never came close to doing that. He's fucking garbage, except for the few cool movies that he's been in. Well, I'll say that his movies... His movies are garbage. His movies are garbage. He seems to be a somewhat redeemable person. Yeah, because he's been in some good shit. Yeah. Um... Well, anyways, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up this time. Uh, so, I'm Zach. Oh, wait, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening to Remove Censored Redacted, uh, episode three. Three now. Numero trace. Yes. Um, I'm Zach. I'm Zach. I'm Zach. We. We'll are- see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>